0: Hey guys, it's your crazy ray of sunshine rolling with Miss Community, and I am the host of Hitting the Streets podcast show. So today I wanted to come on the air to talk about the peaceful protests we have had in our town. These peaceful protests have been over the death of George Floyd. And what, did I, what I wanted to do today is I, I just wanted to share with you my experience. I wanted to share with you statements and quotes from people that I talked to And then I wanted to share with you testimony um, from people who experienced the protests and how this tragedy has affected them. So I know many of you have read over the story or saw the video of what happened to George Floyd, which sparked all these, um, protests. So one of the things that I truly want to touch base on is the rioting and, and the, and the looting. Uh, when this first started happening, and started escalating, I guess I I would say, um, I, I just wasn't, I just, I just wasn't for that. I, I didn't condone that. That's really what I want to say. Um, I know a lot of people were asking me, you know, where do I stand on this? So I posted this on Facebook um after reflecting and after praying and after thinking about all of this. And I just want to share with you my thoughts on how I feel about this entire situation. I mean, the things that are going on in our country right now, it's just it's just been it's just been overwhelming for me. My posts on on social media and and this podcast and my blog has always been driven to support, encourage and to speak to people in a way that they want to listen. I started this podcast because I wanted to bring people together. I wanted to connect people to the local businesses, the nonprofit organizations and entrepreneurs here. I wanted to use this platform to promote them and, and, and for people to know who they are, their background story, you know, to hear the real. After reflecting over all the things that are going on um, in our country, this this is this is where I'm this is where I'm at. This is this is my real. This is my truth. I am not okay. <laughs> I am I am not okay watching another black man dying. I am not okay with the riots. I am not okay with the looting. I am not okay because I am a mother of a black son. I am not okay because I'm an aunt of three black men. I am not okay because I'm a grandmother of three black grand granddaughters. I'm not okay. How traumatizing is it for us to continue to watch these killings happen over and over and over again? The increased exposure and flood of these videos on social media, on TV has affected my psychic psyche. It hurts to see our brothers and sisters out there dying, but it also hurts to see the rioting and the looting too, as well. I understand the anger and the outrage of what happened to George Floyd and many other senseless killings of black Americans. I understand the riots because history shows us that changes were made, but at what cost? Yes, buildings and materialistic things can be replaced. A life cannot. But when you ride in your hood and tear down black owned businesses, it does not. It just does not make sense to me. Not at all. So here's my last thing. The other day, I said, racism is a pandemic and it has a cure. In my opinion, the solution is to stand against it. Stand against racism. We're all traumatized, y'all. We're angry. We are outraged. And we need everyone, no matter your race, to stand up against racial prejudice and intolerant attitudes. We need more human rights heroes, champions, to fight racism and to stand up for human rights. Black Americans are humans. So if you want us to stop writing, then acknowledge and fix what we are writing writing for. Arrest and hold not just one, but all those white men accountable for the death of a black man, as if a death of a white man was by a black man. Martha Luther King said it best. As long as America postponed justice. We stand in the position of having these reoccurrence of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. Now, as I say that, I know as far as yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, we have overcome one hurdle from my understanding the police officer and the other three police officers have all been charged if i'm not mistaken the police officer that was arrested in the beginning his charges have increased to second degree murder and then the other police officers that were involved have not now been charged. So there's one hurdle that we have overcome since these protesters have protests have started. I truly don't understand why this continues to happen. Yesterday or actually the day before yesterday, I took a time away from media, social media, TV and everything just to reflect. Um, I wanted to really get out there in the streets. I wanted to hit the streets and talk to my friends, catch up with my family and talk to people. To find out how they felt or how this has um, affected them. So what I want to do now and I've got some notes here that I have wrote down um, from people who made a statement and from people who just wanted to get things off their chest. Sunday night was absolutely amazing. It was a peaceful protest. The amount of people that came out and showed up, it, it was just, it was just moving. Um, last night's protest with our sister city, Denison, Texas, it was another moving moment where everyone was together. It did not matter where we come from. We, it was from all walks of life. It was young. It was old. It was different genders. It was, it was everything that I could have imagined. And it was peaceful, peaceful. Sunday night was my first protest. My, my first one. And I can't believe I'm even doing that. My mom has come from this. And here we are now still protesting for the injustice of black Americans. Last night to see the Denison Police Department to walk with us in the streets to to just support and be there and to protect us. Same thing with the Sherman Police Department. I commend you guys. You guys not only protected us, but you also protected our cities. Thank you. Okay, so if you guys would just give me a minute here, I am going to, um, I've asked a couple of people to talk to me yesterday, or the day before yesterday, sorry, and kind of tell me, you know, how, how they felt or how it has affected them. Now, there's one also that I saw on Instagram, and this gentleman... He's a leader in our community and, um, he has done a lot. He, he, he actually, he stretches himself out a lot to get things done. And, um, I admire his strength and, and, and his confidence and his commitment and all the things that he does in our community. So I just want to read his quote that he posted the other day on Instagram. It is not enough to love, but to stand in arm with our brothers and sisters. It is not enough to ignore racism, but to use our voices and condemn it. It is not enough to profess this evil is not you, but to acknowledge it exists and to do something about it. Sean Norton. I want to thank Sean for that quote. He has been, he has been on top of this since it started. And I appreciate him just doing what he's doing to change, to change the narrative. Okay. The next person that I would like to share um, his statement, his quote, uh, this gentleman here also, I appreciate him so much. He has been doing everything he could possibly do to also change this dialogue. Um, what I want to share with you is what he posted on his Facebook page after attending the, uh, protest in Sherman. There was a black man marching in the protest in Sherman last night. He held his fist up and in his other hand, he had his phone out filming. You could tell he was focused, like he was surprised, on the people lining the streets with their fists up too. As he turned from filming one side of the street and turned to our side, his face became clear. He was weeping, and we were too with our fist up. I don't know your fear. I don't know your horror. But I knew I do know that as you stood crying, I stood crying. I wanted your acceptance, and I know you've spent your life trying to get mine. One moment needs to lead to all moments. Matthew Crowe, Crowe. Thank you Matthew. Thank you so much. That was that was very touching. And thank you for going, thank you for supporting and being there and everything that you're doing right now to change the narrative. I see you, Matthew. I see you posting things that that you are trying to educate everyone, everyone, trying to get them to understand why this is happening. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Okay, so the next one I am going to read out loud to you guys is... is It's also of importance. This is from my son. He posted this and um, he's right. The statement that I'm about to make that he posted is uh, another thing that we need to talk about. So if you guys will give me just a second, I will share this for you to you. Okay. I did some reflecting of all that has happened presently and in the past. And I'm thinking, how do we move forward now? It is time to put our past differences aside. It is time to put our pride aside. Since the protest of George Floyd, we have came together as righteous people to walk a peaceful protest towards police brutality, racism, injustice, discrimination, and oppression. However, I believe we only solving one part of our solution. Another part that many of us would not like to talk about is my black brothers and sisters. It's the simple fact of us killing each other over whatever the reason or personal gain. Black lives do matter, but how can it matter when black people are killing black people? Let's stop the violence toward ourselves. Let's not head for self-destruction. Let's move forward and quit hurting each other and let us love one another. This is the United States of America, home of the greatest country in the world. For our children's sake, let's keep it that way. Jordan Fitzpatrick. That statement there is true. That is something else that I truly feel that we need to work on. And there need to be solutions to that too, as well. Okay. I have another one that I want to read out to you. And this one too. Um, I'm very proud of this young gentleman, just like I am proud of my son. He is my nephew. And so I'm going to read to you what he sent me and how this has affected him. They tell us if you put your hands up, you show no signs of harm. Rest in peace, Mike Brown. They say if you cooperate while you're detained, you'll be okay. Rest in peace, Oscar Grant. They say if you call for help in the time of need, it will come too. I can't breathe. Rest in peace, Eric Gardner. When you check all the boxes, don't resist. Cooperate with being detained. Cry for help. I can't breathe. Help me. What do you get? George Floyd. All we had to do was protest peacefully from the very beginning and the country would understand. Colin Kaepernick lost his career. This is America and these are my options as a black man. What do I do? Jalen Fitzpatrick. Thank you, nephew. Thank you for sending that. That even pulled at my heartstrings, because that that is also something that we need to, to keep in mind. Okay, I have a dear friend. Her name is Ruth. She has been by my side through all of this. And um, I want to share with you her statement. If you give me guy, guys, give me just a few minutes. I want to read over what she sent to me. And how she feels and how she felt about everything and how it has affected her. So give me just a few minutes here. Let me pull it up. Okay. One step that everyone can use to change the narrative is to change our language. When speaking of individual actions, words, and behaviors, speak about bias or prejudice. We can all admit to bias or prejudice. This effectively precludes the black people are racist too defense response. We all have bias. Secondly, creating a space at the table where all are equal. Some churches have begun to use language to help them understand where they are on the spectrum of practicing hospitality within the community. We can learn from this. Behavioral practices can help us move forward, but are not enough to help the community integrate all God's children as equals. Open, welcoming, accepting, inclusive, integrated. I have always attended nominally integrated schools and have been employed in nominally integrated workplaces. However, most of the time they were actually open, meaning that a variety of national origins, ages, orientations, and presentations were represented. Sometimes they were accepted and one could visibly see representation throughout the organizational hierarchy. I never truly been in an integrated organization, although I have been in an integrated work group as my friend Marcia and I were at a Dallas City office in the late 80s. I have lifelong acquaintances and friends from that period and a view to what that would look like if generalized to the society. I would start locally in our community considering language as a common tool to help open discussion and opportunity to fully engage participants and create the space to share the table of liberty, opportunity, justice, and equality. Ruth Williamson. Okay. If you guys give me just a few more minutes here, I'm going to pull up another one. Um, This is from my cousin. And she's a writer. And she has been through a lot. And she has also advocated for several different um, movements, especially human trafficking. So, um, this was weighing on her heart and she said what she said and she posted it on Facebook. And I, I just want to, I just want to give a shout out to her to tell her that I'm very proud. So I'm just going to read what she said the other day when she posted on Facebook and Laura Lee, thank you so much. The last few days have convicted me of my complacency and not speaking out against racism. I have all the cliches at my disposal. Black friends, black family members, things are getting better. But I use those ideas to keep myself from facing the truth. The truth, it isn't getting better because it's a systemic problem that is so ingrained, we walk right past it every flipping day. The truth, my family integrated years ago and we weren't supposed to say anything because what would people say? The truth, my family members could be the next innocent lives taken and if there's anything I could say or do to make sure that never happens, you can be dang sure I will say or do it. So block me, hate me, be ashamed to know me. I finally hit the point where I don't care. Laura Lee Majernik. Thank you, cuz. Thank you so much for putting that out there. I love you. I have one more before I take a pause. Um, as I said, I was out in the street gathering the information, and I talked to this individual. And um. um I want to just read over what uh what he said and what he said to me. So just hold on one second. I'm going to pull this up and then I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll be back to wrap this up. Shall you have my word that I will always use my voice and the leverage that my privilege affords me to amplify black voices and the voices of those less privileged than myself. I will stand beside you as a human being behind you when you need backup and in front of you. Should you ever need protection? I am here and I am listening. Big, big love to you and your family during this incredibly difficult time. Nylon Garrett. Thank you, love. Okay, guys, I'm going to take a quick break, but I'll be back to wrap up. I'll also be back too, so I can share testimonies. Um, My cousin Deanna, she's going to share her testimony of the experience that she had of the Sherman protest, and she's just going to give you a little history about her dad, my uncle, um, on how he how he dealt with this moons ago, and then I'll have my testimony that I shared. I did a live broadcast on Facebook, and um, I'll have that too. So I'm going to take a quick pause, and I'll be back. Okay, guys, I'm back, and um, so. This is kind of the post show. <laughs> and um so I want you guys just to listen to the testimony um uh, that my cousin gave. Now, she's a little soft spoken so you're going to have to turn up the volume. Um but she um shares her experience from the protest on Sunday night in Sherman and then she's going to also share a little bit of history about her dad, my uncle, and um, I I just want you guys to take a listen. It's it's really a great testimony. And then after that, I shared, um, I'm sharing my um, testimony after the protest on Sunday night too, as well. And I did a live Facebook post. So you're going to hear background noises. You're going to hear my phone go off and everything. But um, I was really Emotional. Um, just because I'm just, I've been so overwhelmed with everything, and and then the protests coming together, and 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 being with all those young people that want a change, which really meant so much to me. And so, I I just really uh, spoke from the heart and 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 spoke truth. So, um, I I want to say I appreciate. To those who are listening to this podcast, um, it's very important to me. We have to make a change. We have to change this narrative. We have to start having conversations about what is going on in our country. And uh, and this, I just want you guys to know, this is for human rights. This is for all humans. Because all human lives matter. This is, this is something that I think that just needs to be addressed and I think that moving forward we need to have better conversations about it so these testimonies once again is from my cousin and I and um our experience that we wanted to share after Sunday night's protest
1: over the last 48 hours I've had a lot of time to reflect and think about the things that are going on in the world. Um, It's been very emotional, to say the least. Um, In the last 48 hours, I took a stand to walk beside my fellow brothers and sisters, downtown Sherman. Also in the last 48 hours, I had to deal with the emotions that rushed in because it was the third anniversary of my father's death today I have refrained from social media so I could reflect and pray and think about the times that we're in and as I was doing that I had a lot of thoughts of the things that my father told me when I was growing up just a little history about my dad um, he grew up in Sherman, Texas, Um, my understanding that his family was one of the first Hispanic families in this community. Um, Some of the stories he used to tell me uh, about segregation that went around and went on in our town um, have always stuck with me. He used to tell me that there was a white water fountain and a black water fountain and he had a choice to drink out of either one there was black schools and white schools, and his parents had the choice to put him in either one. And I remember when he used to tell me he used to just shake his head because he never understood like why it didn't make sense because his skin tone was darker than a lot of the black people in our community at that time. He used to tell me that even when segregation was going on, him being a young Hispanic man, he knew his place. And he knew when a white family walked down the sidewalk that he had to step off the curb and let them go by. But he also told me that you never let anybody define your true self. and You never let anybody define what you stand up for. So, with that being said, when I found out that there was going to be a protest in Sherman, I had to ask myself, is this when I take a stand? Is this when I stand up for my brothers and sisters? Is this when I stand up for my father? And I decided it was time to stand up. After I heard about the protests, I heard that it possibly could turn violent. And I prayed about it and I had to make a decision. And my decision was that um, I was going to go and get a feel of what it felt like. And if it was peaceful, I was going to walk. But if I felt like it was going to turn violent, then I was going to take a stand and go protect The businesses in this community that have always made me feel welcome and respected. And I was going to go stand in front of um, a family member's business downtown because I do not think that it's right that people come in and destroy our towns. I felt like that I needed to make a stand either way I'm so thankful that when I went to Fairview Park, and it was very peaceful. And the mood there was of hope and of peace and respect and a time for a change. Uh, As I walked along with the young adults that organized the protest. I felt very honored. I felt very humbled. I felt very proud to be part of this community knowing that our future are these young adults that aren't thugs. They're not hood rats. They're not violent. They're the most peaceful, loving individuals, and I'm glad that they are in our community at this time. During the protest, as we were walking to the courthouse, there were a couple of times that there was some hate thrown their way, and these young adults, respectively, told them people that they were not there for hate, they were there for love, and they were going to continue walking on, and they did, and it made me very proud. As we got to the courthouse, um, it was very humbling, because I thought about my dad, and I thought how he had to step off on some of those curbs a long time ago, and how I was walking on the sidewalk, making a stand, and even though we've come a long way, we still have a long ways to go. So tomorrow, Wednesday, I will be walking once again in our sister city of Denison for the Black Lives Matter movement and in memory of George Floyd in hopes that our community can come together in a peaceful manner and start making a change and hopefully that will trickle over to other counties and communities and possibly across this country of ours. I feel a very strong feeling of hope that our young adults are way wiser than we give them credit for and it makes me proud. I challenge everybody in our community, our leaders our churches, um, our teachers, our lawyers, our district attorneys, our firefighters, our police officers, um, our business owners. And with that being said, um, afterwards I had a lot of people and friends ask me why I felt like I had a walk. Why did I feel like I had a stand behind the Black Lives Movement? And I asked myself, and I came to the conclusion of why. Because every night I lay beside a black man that I love. On a weekly basis, I hang out with black family members that I love. I have black friends that I love. And I had to ask myself, that's why I made a stand. Because how can I genuinely love my brothers and sisters and not stand beside them when they need me the most. If I really love these people, then I have to stand beside them.
0: Hey y'all, hey guys. It's Shell and I'm doing a live video to talk about what just happened in our town. Um. I have been my 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 spirits have been really really low. Um and it has just been really hard for me to process and understand what is going on in in our country. So when they decided to do a a a protest tonight. My first thought was, "Okay, how's this gonna work? How's this gonna happen?" We need to be peaceful. My cousin Diana, who I love dearly, texted me and said, "Are you walking?" Ruth, text me and ask me, are you walking? That decision, I prayed over, y'all. I prayed. I am a mother of a black son. And I know some of you do not understand that. But I felt in my heart, in my spirit today to go and walk and protest I am truly thankful for the people who support and and understand why this needed to happen Everything that has been going on, the one thing I can tell you that is sticking to me right now is that man called out his mother's name before he died, and every mother felt that. Today in our town, we made a stand. Today y'all, I made a stand. Today I walked beside people in our community that came out to make a stand, to protest, to say, stand up, to say, rise up peacefully, peacefully. I walk with the youth of our community. I am very proud right now and love everything that has happened tonight. I love this community. I wanna say thank you, City of Sherman. Thank you, City of Sherman. Thank you, Sherman Police Department Y'all stop traffic for us today. Y'all protect us today. Y'all protect this city. We came out and protest and protect our city. Thank you, Downtown Sherman. Thanks to every last one of y'all that gave us water, that stood with us. We laid down on the courthouse steps and had a moment of silence for those lives, those innocent lives that were taken. I don't understand it, I don't. I have been holding back tears. feel like I make an impact on this community and as I say that for all those who don't understand come talk to me all those who are in fear and living in fear and scared come talk to me These riots that are happening in other cities and other towns it's because of the injustice that's going on. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's happening because of that. But here today, Sunday, today, we our town, our community made a stand. My heart is full and my spirit is is high. My emotions y'all need to mark this down. That Shell cried. (laughs) That Shell cried and shed some tears for those lives that have been lost For those lives that have been taken. Senseless killings. Y'all, my mother has come from that. My family has come from that. Why are we going back? I feel like I'm reliving the 50s and the 60s again in 2020. I don't understand it. I want to give a big, huge thank you and shout out to Sheriff Watts. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do for our community. Thank you, Sheriff Watts. Last thing. The next time we protest, I want to see more than my cousin, her boyfriend, and my friend Ruth stand beside me. We talk about change all day long on this Facebook, on our phones, on our text messages, on billboards, on radio stations, on commercial. But when it comes down to time to change and stand up, Where are you? That's it. I love every last one of y'all. I do. But this has really gotten out of control and I'm tired. I am tired of talking to my black son, telling him to do better. And then we have this, I am tired of talking to my black son, telling him he's not being profiled when he is being profiled. I am tired of talking to my black son saying, you live in a safe community. And his mind is, I don't. We have to come together, y'all. We have to come together. And let me just go ahead and throw this in there, racism. Is not just about black people, right? You can have racism in your heart about other color people, if that's what you want to call it, other different people from different race, or they're gay or transgender or bisexual or they dress up like a girl, whatever the case may be, that needs to stop. These people, our people, all people are human beings. That's what we are, humans. So the brutality, the fighting, the bullying, all needs to stop. I got to go. Last thing. My husband... Brad Wells has been supporting me through all of this. He white, y'all. He's my husband, and he loves me, and I love him. And he made a stand tonight, too. We have to stick together, people. We have to stick together. Thanks to everyone that came out tonight. I got love for y'all. Mad love for y'all. Mad love. Mad respect. The youth out here in this community, mad respect. All right, I got to go. Thank y'all.